Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com This week we begin the, new, the fourth book of the Torah, Bamidbar, or also known as Numbers um, in preparation to the holiday of Shavuot. It's not, by, um, it's not a coincidence that it's read uh, the Shabbat before uh, Shavuot because uh, Shavuot is the holiday in which we receive the Torah and Mount Sinai and the parasha of Bamidbar is really in preparation to the receiving of the Torah and it's as if a groom, when a groom is going to get married um, the Shabbat before the, his wedding he is called to the Torah so this parasha of Bamidbar actually resembles the groom coming to, to the Torah as the Jewish people are ready to get married to, to Hashem. The Jewish people are looked as the wife and Hashem is looked as the groom. So Bamidbar really means in the desert and um, some of Hasidic thought had, had explains to us why this book is called, um, this parasha is called Bamidbar which is really to understand why the Torah was given to us in the desert and the desert is a desolate land it's a place where nobody lives it's in inhabitable and uh, because of this there's no parameters there's no moral compass there the, everything goes uh, you are not influenced by society like in a city you would be influenced by the ways of the place but in a desert it's desolate there's no way that you can be influenced by anything there so just because, the, um, because of this, this reason, that's why we can be open-minded in the desert. We are not bounded by other ideas. We are free to really be able to receive the Torah and receive the revelation of God at Mount Sinai. Also, Jewish thought has uh, taught us that when a Jew is in a desolate place spiritually, like when you're living in a desert, because there's nothing there, then it's, um, it's a responsibility of other Jews to take care of that person and help him find his way in life and connect to, to the Torah values and to Hashem. Also, uh, the, the parasha, although it's named Bamidbar, which means in the desert, the book of Bamidbar uh, also means numbers, and this is because of the census that Hashem made to count the Jewish people. Uh, the Sidra of Bamidbar has a, a, a particular rever, reference because of this, because in this parasha Hashem counts the Jewish people. And Rashi makes the following comment on the command, because they, the children of Israel, are dear to him, he count, counts them all the time. When they went forth from Egypt, he counted them. When they sinned with the golden calf, he counted them. And when they uh, were ready to erect the tabernacle, also Hashem counted them. So the question is, if Rashi says that Hashem counts the Jewish people all the time, why is it making reference to these three specifically specific times? What, what is Rashi trying to tell us? So what it says here is that uh, uh, Rashi, says that God counts us because he has this great love for us. So if you have something that is very loved for, to you, like your children, your family, you're always making sure they're around. You're always making sure if you go to the mall with your four kids, you're counting all the time to see that they're there for, uh, following you or that they haven't gotten lost. So this is the same 
um, analogy that we would use of, of God counting the Jewish people. It's not that he doesn't know how many we are. He knows for sure how many we are. He counts us all the time. But what Rashi is telling us here is that he makes it known that he counts us because he loves us. He wants us to know that we count, that, we, that he loves us very much. So, so here, uh, the census, the point of the census was to bring the soul of each Jew into prominence as the surface of awareness. So when Hashem counts the Jewish people, he counts everybody once. Uh, when he's making a census, the most prominent person in the in the <clears throat> in the Jewish of the Jewish people, like Moshe Rabbeinu or Aaron, and he would count them the same as the guy that would clean the floors. So it's the same counting. So he's not counting people because of their social status, because of their intelligence. He's not counting them because they're beautiful or not, they're wealthy or poor. He's not counting them for all these external things. He's counting their essence. And when we count a person's essence, what we're doing is that we're making these people know that they're very treasured and they're very loved and they're very needed and they, that they count. And this is something very important to give people around us this sense that they are important to us, like especially with our children and our spouses, when we make them see that for, for us they are loved and they're important and that they count in our lives, then we're bringing out that very special spark uh, of their essence into the world. It's becoming prominent. It's becoming something that is not hidden anymore. It, it just flourishes out. Uh, so here it says that, he, that uh, when in times of religious persecution, a Jew is coerced into idolatry and similarly with the transgressions re which result from the coercions of one's evil inclination, there is a line of thought open to him and he might think, okay, you know what, I'll, I'll make this sin and eventually Hashem will forgive me. I can do Teshuvah and eventually I'm going to be forgiven. But here we find in all ages that amongst all manner of men, Jews have been willing to sacrifice their lives rather than betray their faith even for one moment. So we see that when we touch that inner core of a Jew, he's willing to give his life for Hashem. It doesn't matter if he's religious or he's not religious. We've seen it through the Inquisition, in the Holocaust. We hear stories of Jews marching into the death camps. Uh, singing Shema Israel and, and willing to give their lives for Hashem. So because uh, the relation between God and the Jewish soul is beyond, beyond time. And this is the meaning of He counts them all the time. The love which expressed itself is counting in deeper than the vicissitudes of time and calculation. So for Hashem, there's no time. He's not bounded by time and space. The time and space is a creation of this world, of the world of Asia, where, where we live. So in Hashem's realm, there is nothing that bounds him. So he's counting us all the time. But there's no time there, if I can get myself through. So here, what it's saying is that now we can understand the difference between the three countings of Rashi that Rashi mentions. One was the counting when the Jewish people were coming out of Egypt. The second one was when they sinned with the golden calf. And the third one was when they were ready to erect the tabernacle. So here we see that there's, this is a three process uh, stage into the connection with Hashem. 
So the first counting, the first census, was when the Jewish people came out of Egypt. In, rea in reality, we came out of Egypt not because we wanted to come out of Egypt. We came out of Egypt because Hashem wanted to take us out of Egypt. So it came, we did it not because we wanted, because we had to. It, we were ushered out. And then the second um, census was, uh, was uh, prior to the building of, ta of the tabernacle. It reached further outward to the intellect and emotions of the Israelites. So one is from up down, from heaven to us. Then the second one was from us to God. When the Jewish people had sinned, then they were asking for Teshuvah. It was something that came from them. It came from the Jewish people up to Hashem. And then the third census came the actual service of the tabernacle when they were actually serving in the tabernacle. And this is when the Israelites, by their own actions, brought God into their midst. So one is from heaven down to earth. The other one is from earth up to heaven. And the third one is one the two of them are infused into one. And, um, and then their actions were testimony to the union of the Jewish people with uh, the Jewish soul with Hashem. So for Nisan is the month of Pesach, the time of acknowledgement, the revelation that comes from above. And, and there was no merit for us because this is not, nothing that we did on, by ourselves. It was something that came from God. Then uh, the month of ER, which is the month we're finishing this week, is actually from us to God because we're working. We're working on, on the counting of the Omer. We're, we're working on refining ourselves on becoming more uh, spiritual attuned with Hashem and getting our emotions into, into alignment with God, God's will. And this is, this is um, a time of rectification and it really is a, a, a job, an inside job. And then the third one, which would, uh, with parallel, with says that for Moses was a com communicator of God's revelation by the giving of the Torah. He was a channel from above to below. Aaron, his brother, the priest, was he who elevated the people of Israel from below to up. So Moshe is bringing the Torah down and Aaron is elevating the people up. So you can see it's a dual job. It's not only the, the heaven coming down to earth or the earth uh, beseeching heaven. It's a double job. And this is when there's the fusion of the Jewish soul with Hashem. And, uh, and this is what it means that we, we, we were one with God. So the Torah really, the giving of the Torah, is not that we have a nice book to read uh, stories from. Really, it should become us. We should live Torah, we should breathe Torah, we should smell Torah. It should be one with us. And in this way, we will be able to merge uh, heaven and earth. And um, so I want to wish you a good week, a happy week, a healthy week. And um, remember, live a little higher. Thank you.